0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, Tuesday, May 21st. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast, rolling you right through the offseason. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right up front, right now, we're going to have a couple of minutes of football talk, and then we are going to do the final Game of Thrones discussion. The show ended on Sunday night. We will dive heavily into the finale. Myself, Sean wagner McGuff. And Ryan Wilson on the phone, John Breach, our Mexican correspondent, uh, did not have HBO. He's in Mexico. Why are you guys giving me that look? He's in, he's Because he's also
1: part Mexican, so it sounded weird when you said that.
0: I mean, he's in Mexico and he's corresponding from Mexico. It's, he's clearly our Mexican correspondent. Um. Least I when I go to
1: Africa, are you going to call me your African correspondent?
0: Oh, 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 oh. geez. <laughs> Look
1: at that. Will's blushing.
0: John Preach, our little Mexican correspondent. Uh, I'll probably edit that out. Uh, just kidding. Anyway, we'll, uh, we're going to talk some quick NFL football, and then we will get to Game of Thrones. So if for some reason we're not your only podcast and you don't want to hear Game of Thrones talk, I'm not telling you to skip the show, but you're not going to get a whole lot of football news. It's May. There's not a lot going on. We'll be moving on to the over-unders for the rest of this week, um, hitting the NFC East and AFC East, uh, working on some good guests to line up. I'm actually going to crack an early afternoon beer, right? About? So unlike you. Now, uh, because I know how trying this is going to be for myself to engage into this show discussion with Sean. But first things first, it appears as if Reuben Foster... Redskins linebacker recently cleared by the league. This is the news portion of the program, by the way, um, is going to miss some substantial time unless they get a real good break here and he didn't suffer a bad knee injury. He was carted off from off-season active from the minicamp. Um, His
2: first snap with the team. Yeah,
0: not great. And look. Uh, I, I, I There's a couple of factors here. One, first of all, from a football perspective, this is a nightmare for the Redskins. They lost Darius Geis around this time last year. Um Well, actually, I guess they lost him in training camp, technically. But you get the point. The no, very
1: first preseason game, he had a long run against that's, the Patriots. That, that was a wrap.
2: That's right. That's Brian's right. the he's the big Darius ACL. Geis guy. Remember that was his NFC East pick or no, something. He's the ACL guy. <laughs> the ACL <laughs> guy, Sean.
1: missed the layup. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> he had Alex Smith as MVP, and it was all over the Redskins. And, um anyway, Ruben Foster, I, I would guess this is going to be a significant knee injury. We'll see what actually pans out. But worth pointing out, Football Outsiders recently released their 2018 adjusted games lost total. The Redskins, for the fourth straight year, found themselves in the bottom ten in terms of most games lost. And they started out this year. Uh, and there was, like, a big piece out there right now about how the Redskins are going to try different training techniques like, I was gonna
1: say, what does that tell you that every year more players get hurt on the Redskins than any other team?
0: It's the Redskins and the Chargers. I swear to God, they just have bad training staffs. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't wanna besmirch these medical doctors, but at some point, like, usually this is a pretty variable thing in terms of luck and how that balances it out, and the Redskins have not been lucky. They also play on a crappy field, so who knows? I mean, yeah, that, that's not where they were, but anyway, this is a big blow for, for the Redskins, right Sean?
2: Yeah, and in this case, I don't know how much you blame the Redskins because this is a player who has dealt with injury concerns his entire career. I mean, he fell to the end of the first round, right, because he had, I think it was shoulder uh, concerns coming out of Alabama.
1: Off-field stuff, too.
2: Right, right, exactly. And so that's what I was going to say. Regardless of how you feel about him off the field, because there's a lot of things um, that he's dealt with and that we've written about and talked about um, off the field and away from the field, from a pure football perspective, this was going to be one of those bargain type of signings because he avoided a lot of punishment from the NFL for the incidents. And if 49 or sorry, if the Redskins were going to get a first round talent for nothing by signing him off the scrap heap, it was going to be tremendous value. And the problem is that now it looks like um the two things that have kind of followed Ruben Foster and called his career into question was off the field stuff and injuries. And it seems like, Injuries is gonna be what maybe prevents them from actually developing into a good player.
0: Yeah. Uh, tough loss to them on the field. Another reason to make them the not the team that is set up to dominate the NFC East for the next thirty years or whatever here. Um Red the, Washington the broken. They are they are not gonna they're not gonna win the division. Um what did Ben Rothersberger say, Ryan, that's got your interest peaked? Is, is he is he pointing out that he shouldn't have let the social media stuff bother him? Is that what he's talking about?
1: Yeah, so Andrew uh Filippone, 93.7 nine three seven the fan. He actually tweeted a few days ago the tweet from John Clayton yeah. about the possibility that they could trade uh, the Jets could trade Le'Veon Bell. He was just speculating, I think. But anyway, uh made some comments to a local um, reporter there. Um, Ken, let's see what's the name? Ken Pompe- Bob Pompiani. He was there when I was there. He's been there forever. And KDKA, they're talking about Antonio Brown, and here's what uh, Ben Roethlisberger said: "Quote, I took some heat." and deservedly so for some of the comments on that show, his own radio show, and especially towards A.B. I generally feel bad about that, and I am sorry. Did I go too far after the Denver game? Probably. That's one of the tweets. And after the Denver game, I think he said, A.B. ran the wrong round in the end zone when Roethlisberger threw the interception to the defensive tackle. A.B. pointed out, he threw the interception to the defensive tackle.
2: What, John? Yeah, he also said that he wished on the goal line sequence they would have thrown to Juju on all four plays.
1: Oh, okay. Well, look, man, that's on you. It was a
2: double thing, yeah.
1: I don't care that Roethlisberger's. I'm fine with that. I didn't care that he quit a show or that he keeps a show. I don't care if he calls people out. That's between him and the the, um and his teammates. But uh, quit throwing the ball to AB if he's not open. I I think that's the takeaway. (laughs) If Jujus open, throw him the ball. But uh, Roethlisberger went on to say, that's the thing about media and social media. As soon as you say sorry. It only goes so far. You can't take it back, and I wish I could because that's what ruined our friendship and relationship. I'm truly, genuinely sorry about that. And this is similar to the quote we're going to hear from Will Brinson a little bit after he has to apologize to Sean for Game of Thrones episode, uh, the <laughs> season finale.
0: Uh, also worth noting, Ezekiel Elliott was handcuffed but not arrested. After a- Not
1: handcuffed by police, by the way. Oh, really? Handcuffed by security people at a music concert.
2: That's, is Brenton frozen for anyone I am just, just keep.
0: Mean? You can hear me talking, right? You don't need to point out that my Skype video is frozen if you can hear me talking.
2: Okay, I'm just weirded out right now.
0: Yeah, I know it's <laughs> weirding me out too. But uh okay, so you're back. He wasn't handcuffed by police. He was handcuffed by, uh, uh basically, um, what's the guy's name from King of Queens?
1: Yeah, uh, Kevin James.
0: Kevin James, Mall Secure. Paul Blart. He was Paul handcuffed Blart. by Paul Blart. By the way, I, somebody pointed out, King of Queens was tweeting. Still on Twitter account. <laughs> it's like this show's been, what are you tweeting about King of Queens? Like, what, what, what? They had a Game of Thrones tweet. It was <laughs> like... What brand are you trying to prop up here? Your show's been over for seven years. What's the long game here? Who's the man managing this social media account? He's like, I just can't give it up. I love it oh, too much.
1: It's, uh, it's Ben Stiller's dad. I guarantee you he runs it.
0: <laughs> it has like, I mean, it only has like 22,000 followers, which is a lot, but not like a lot for,
2: you know, Who's also following that account? <laughs> <laughs> Who created a Twitter account after the show was over? It was like, I gotta follow King of Queens. Oh yeah, King of
0: Queens. They, they joined Twitter in the last like five years. It's by it's, the way,
1: I King, King of Queens is one of my favorite shows. You find that very hard to play.
0: Ryan's the running the Twitter account, and he's. It's a, it's a CBS show, isn't it? It was. I do believe it, it was. He's yeah. paying our paychecks. The King of Queens still airs on uh, the. Uh, for the, what, what do you call it, the rights? The. Um, syndication syndication thank you very much Eli Manning struggled in his first practice in 2019 you won't believe it Eli Manning's not very good Pat Shermer said that he quote looks or looks quote really good you buy well, I
1: you're gonna say it looks terrible
0: you buying or selling <laughs> Pat Shermer's claim Ryan that Eli Manning looks good
1: oh he gave that speech every week last year he'll give that speech every week this year I think the headline would have been Eli Manning shines at practice for once the fact that he wasn't very good. Who cares? I don't think that's really a story. Um, and he's going to be the quarterback. And here's what's going to happen. Don't forget, this guy got benched for Geno Smith in 2017. So four, five, six weeks in, he'll be struggling. He'll be taking a bunch of sacks. He'll be chucking and ducking. And then we'll have to talk about whether Daniel Jones has to play. When Daniel Jones plays in week eight and he doesn't play well, we'll say he was rushed and overdrafted. I mean, the, the st- we could write these stories now and save ourselves a lot of work um, November or December.
0: Uh, I'm kind of um – Kind of sort of interested in getting on the Daniel Jones bandwagon.
1: I'm happy for him to do well. I saw you tweet about that. Why
2: Why are you interested in?
1: Oh, he's just being different.
0: No, I just, a, I just I, feel like everybody is rooting against him, so I kind of want to be a contrarian. And, and but do him. you actually think it will work out well? I think the Giants are going to. I, I am leaning yeah. towards doing something stupid with the Giants in the
2: predictions. I'll tell you that much. Like stupid. Playoff stupid or like eight and eight stupid. Playoffs. Playoff stupid? stupid. Oh my god.
0: Nine and nine and seven. Why can't it be a wild card? No nine way. The, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually think that right now, when you look at the division bets, which I think is there's actually some value to be made in terms of division bets, and we will uh, of course cover the NFC East the, later this week. But looking at the division futures, the Eagles are plus one ten, and I think that's pretty good value. Plus money for the Eagles in this division. you talking about the Giants. No, no, no. The Giants are. The Giants are 15 to one. <laughs> well, I, you on the Eagles. No, no. no but no I'm saying. The I'm saying that I think there are a couple of teams. I think that the the Eagles qualify. I think that the obviously the Patriots. I think are a, one of those teams, but you're not going to bet them. I think the Colts. Uh, those are the two teams.
1: No one disagrees with what you've said so far. You were just talking about the Giants.
0: I know, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling people who listen to this podcast that I think that right now you should go bet the Eagles before they become minus money. You can get them at plus 110. They are plus one money. They are going to be minus 150 by the time the season starts. Fair enough. I think the Colts. But explain the Giants thing. I just think the Giants are going to run the ball effectively and, and steal some games and
2: end up going nine and seven. I, I don't. I, I think. I think I had a chance to do with the Dave a- Gettleman send you some beer in the mail or something, and now you've like changed your mind.
1: Maybe no, you know what you do have, this, Sean. have
2: been killing Dave Gettleman with the rest of us. I know and it's, too about- it's too yeah. obvious. It's too obvious. Sean,
1: this is what happens when you write the beginning of the story and the end of the story and you don't know the middle of the story <laughs> and you work your way back.
0: <laughs> and the Giants I'm were in the play playoffs! Wrong, yada, yada, yada. The Giants were in the playoffs. There we go. I've, I mean, uh, I've, uh. your
1: hundred million dollars and go direct Star Wars.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, hey, Barry Brothers offices. This is, uh, Will Brinson. Can you write me a story with uh, the Giants... Are we moving on to the Game of Thrones portion. Is there anything else in the news that we need to talk about? Uh, the, the NFL sounds like... It's going to, uh, green light the Chiba, the ganja, is the kids call it. Is that what the kids are calling it, Sean? Weed. Weed. What do the what kids the, call? I think
1: cigarettes, that's what you used to it. Yeah.
2: What do the kids call the weed these days? Weed. Chronic? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's, it's changed much. They just call it the weed? I think it's weed. I, no, I don't, there's no the. There's no the. It's not <laughs> the 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 chronic. Weed, just weed.
0: What is the quote from, um,
1: Wacky
0: Tobacky. Wacky tabacky. That's what, that's what my dad always called it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, basically, the NFL and NFLPA has agreed to protect the health, safety, and wellness of players. Today announced two joint agreements that will support further resources directed to address pain management and behavioral health. First, the NFL and NFLPO work together to address the challenges of pain management for our current players and work to advance and understand the science in this area to improve potential treatments. The second agreement builds on the substantial player behavioral mental health care resources available to NFL players with additional programs directed toward education, prevention, and overall behavioral health throughout the league. This is basically two things. One, a runway to make weed legal for NFL players. Two, a building block to make to flip that switch in the upcoming CBA and three, a little bit of a uh, CYA for the lawyer and out there for the lawyers out there, because at some point there's going to be more lawsuits about these, the pain management that the NFL has used, like Toradol and all that stuff. And so by putting this out there and saying, oh, we're now going to start studying it ahead of time. This is basically what they did with concussions. And so uh, this should not be a surprise to anybody. Do you guys have anything else to add on that front?
2: Feels like it'll be awesome. changing in the CBA. Because the players are probably going to make a big deal out of this and make it one of their issues, I would imagine. And the NFL, with it being legalized all across the country, it seems like the NFL should just get on board with it instead of trying to prevent it.
0: I will say that I think that this – that they're doing this is a positive step forward in the possibility that we might not have a major labor breakdown in between the next CBA. Like getting ahead of the curve on this is a positive step in the the notion that we might just have to skip that whole – Labor agreement thing and look I mean I'm not gonna complain about writing about football for a living. Covering a labor labor strife, not ideal. It's not. It's not ideal. It's not as much fun. You'd rather have a regular. we the XFL though. That's true. Um all right, let's take a quick anything else? Quick break? Quick break and then we'll go talk some game of thrones for the final time. All right, Game of Thrones talk. The season finale, season eight, episode six, has ended. Uh, oh boy, see you. You do feel the way I think that you felt. I actually think you kind of
2: feel similar too. Like yeah. I don't think I just have the energy to go seven rounds about this. Here, so let I'm me start. Not, I don't look, go uh, I, seven I don't want. I don't want to be arguing
0: about this. Yes. I I think that it is worth noting. And look, Sean did a great intro. You. So, you know, I'll let you lead this. You take take over and lead it with your – or maybe Ryan jumps in with his 30-second review and radio. Yeah, let me
1: give you my 30 seconds, and you idiots can go back and forth. Okay. So turned off my phone, as I usually do, and I didn't check the phone afterwards on Twitter immediately after – I didn't look at it until 8 o'clock this morning or 7 o'clock this morning on Monday morning. I liked the episode. I liked it a lot. Maybe the second-best oh, wow. episode of the season after episode two. Uh, episode one, two, and six were all – fine the ones in between there there they needed a lot of work but i thought they wrapped up things nicely i had obvious questions about as sean likes Sean's, to point out sean, likes to be-
0: sean can't feel his heart right now he's like what, what?
1: oh yeah uh, no. like uh, the
2: curveball you liked it yeah. all right sorry keep yeah,
1: going. No, I, I liked it I, I thought uh john snow finally got had his balls drop and i thought he got what he deserved <laughs> by getting sent north Danny obviously deserved to die. Um, the brand thing was sort of weird. The dragon pit thing was sort of weird, but I can get over that given how we knew this was going to be rushed. And at the end, I, I was fine with it. it. It led for spinoffs that I would actually be interested in if they choose the right one. I will just say this and then you guys can go, like, you carry on with your serious person's conversation until later on when I have to make fun of Brinson. But if they ended that episode on Sunday night after Dragon just flew off with Danny, I actually would have been fine with that. Like, if, we knew that she was dead. He flew off after she burned down the throne, and John was just sitting there looking befuddled. I think that actually would have been more awesome in terms of people losing their minds. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, I had no issue with it, Sean.
2: So, so what's your grade on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: Given, it's it's graded on a curve. Oh, just season nice. 8 by itself, that episode is like a B B-plus for me.
2: That's not, that's not <laughs> I one have, to I have a number on 1 to <laughs> 10. That's a B+. What is that, an 8.8? <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, that's an 88 to 90. 92. One
2: through 82. ten. 8.8
1: <laughs> 8 to 9.2. Remove the decimal place one over.
2: Um. Ow. Okay. That's did not expect that. Sort of. Sh- instance, I d- want to give your. Yes.
0: Uh, I will give mine next, and then let you go, Sean. Again, Sean put together an awesome uh, rundown for this. I should have let you should have been doing this all season long. Talk about Game imagine of you
1: this hard at his real job.
0: I know. Um, <laughs> imagine if you cared about football as much as you. No. Uh, I would say that I thought the. Opening section, up until, and in case you don't know, spoilers, people. Um, up until the part, I think that you have to split the episode in two parts. One before John kills Danny and one afterwards. I thought that the lead up to it featured too much walking, but also featured some marvelous cinematic shots. Like the dragon behind Danny, um, the Nazi uh, sort of inflections that I uh, the, the, the the like uh, her speech
1: Nazi Germany Nazi, propaganda
0: yeah I that's mean yeah like it world. was yeah. yeah and like now was it a little too obvious that she switched white to black clothing yes that's maybe a bit overbearing and over the top but whatever like she's crazy Danny now she switched to black clothing all of a sudden um, I thought that afterwards there was some there was a clown show that whole meeting in the, in the Dragon Pits was a disaster. Uh, Why? Because Tyrion walks up as a prisoner, and then like 30 seconds later, he's like, and the new king is Bran! And everybody's like, all right, all right! Nobody has any interest in challenging uh, whether or not Jon Snow should still be the king, since he is the rightful heir to it. Um, Nobody. Th- there's like two... Goofy like uh what's his name? Tyrell stands up and he's like, Hey, 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 I think I'd like to be the king. They're like, Sit down. Edmir, uh, Edmure, yeah. Edmure, yeah. He's Edmir Tully stands up and he's like, Hey, 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 like, uh who's uh who wants a king here, huh? And they're like, Sit down, Uncle. And then Sansa like rips brand for his penis not working and unnecessarily in front of everyone, I thought. Um there's a chuckle about democracy. Which is like weird and sort of out of place in the general gravitas of what Tyrion was trying to do. I thought they tried to lean too much on Peter Dinklage as an actor, which is fine because he's a very good actor. But that sort of speech they've used too much over the past Three or four episodes, in my opinion, and it 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 feels a little out of place with his relatively snark- snarkiness and and how he's, he's about to die and how he's best used. I'm just let me finish my let me finish my sixty right. second. This breakdown. was no
2: interrupting section of the of the round. Uh, uh, go ahead.
0: No, it's fine. Um, it's, it's it's so absurd that the uh, <laughs> the unsullied just they're like they're, they're like we this is our city now we will treat our prisoners the way I want and then like Grey Worms like all right. I'm gonna sail off to North. Like, see you later, guys. Uh, they didn't kill Jon Snow for three weeks or Tyrion, which is after they've been slitting throats of the Golden Company. All that. I I I thought that it it was clunky and forced into what the ending wanted to be. And my AK my wife looked at me halfway through. I was like, is this? I was like, is this good? I was like, I'm trying. Not, I'm trying to be objective. She was like, it's boring. This is boring. And I think it was boring. And that's why I give it a three point five out of ten.
2: Can I ask you real? Just add on to that. So you didn't like the process and the way they got to the ending. What did you actually think about the ending? Gen- I, like very. Like I, we're going to go into specifics. You no, know, and I think that this is part of the
0: problem with the Bay Brothers. And I, 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 I know. I mean, I'm like <laughs> this is the nickname for me this. No, nah, I mean, it go is. down. Yeah, good good down you, man. Man. No, I just this think. I think that they said we're going to have John go north, and we're going to have Arya go west. And we're going to have Sansa rule and Bran rule, and we want to have the Starks living, and this is a Stark-centric show, and we want to have the Starks dominate the world, ironically, in a positive way. But considering that when we opened the show, it was the uh, the Lannisters who were, you know, just a whole family ruled the whole Westeros. Um, I I don't, I really have a problem with the ending of most of the characters. I think the Jon thing is a little muddled and weird. It's like, all right, great worm, hey guys, great worm's gone. John, go, go away if you want. I just thought it was a sort of a cop out in that regard, but I don't, I I don't necessarily dislike the specific- Where people ended up.
2: Yes. You just don't like how they got there.
0: Yes, and that's really my, that's been my biggest frustration and what I've been tweeting about and people are like, just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, you don't have to be an a-hole about it, just just enjoy it. Ryan included.
1: Oh, 100%. Where's to live by? All right, go ahead, Sean. You got a minute? Um, don't, don't take, don't go over time. Or I'm going to beep you. Well,
2: I'm pretty sure Brenton just went over the time. I thought it was. Look, I, I, I loved it. Um, I don't think it was perfect. I thought it was bittersweet, quiet. I going to call it boring. I thought it was quiet and subdued, and I thought it was about as fitting and satisfying of a conclusion that that complex of a story in that time frame could have given us. Um, and one of the messages I really did like about the episode and the show has kind of hammered home this season is about the danger, shortcomings and failures of the idea of prophecy and destiny. And I thought that was really hammered home in this episode. You have John telling Tyrion um, and they're seen together when Tyrion is imprisoned um, that people are more than just their house mottos. It's not stamped on them when they're born and they have to follow those mottos until they die. Arya didn't shut green eyes in the end. Uh, there was no prince that was promised. Um, Danny's final speech to John mm-hmm. is all about how this is why they were born to rule and decide what's good for people and other people don't get to say because they know what's best and that's what causes John to finally realize that she has to die. So I thought that was a really interesting message. It's also kind of funny now that, that Benioff and Weiss are going to Star Wars where like destiny and prophecy is like much more like it comes true in that universe. But I like that they rejected that idea. Um, I love the ending for Johnson's own aria. I thought where they all ended up now, I like Brenton, not to the degree he has, I have problems with how they got certain characters to destinations, but I thought where they ended up is our endings that I I'm completely happy with. And i like, if you just read the Wikipedia entry about where everyone is, I would be completely satisfied. Um, and I thought my favorite part of the episode was probably, oh, I guess we'll save that because we're going to do that next. Um, and I love the final scene. I love the idea of John going north as the the wall is opening. It's a direct callback to the first scene of the show, which was Rangers going north. Except in the first, in the first episode, in the first scene, it's a nice night's watch going north and it's where they eventually discover death in the White Walkers. And this one was them going north to start new life, which was to kind of repopulate the land with the wildlings. So I give it a nine, but it's kind of weird because I feel like I liked it more than Ryan, but I think maybe we're using different, I'm not grading it on a curve as much. I give it like an eight to a nine. It's not my favorite finale of all time. Um, out of shows, I can think of better finales that shows have given us, but Big given, banker. given what we entered with, it was, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous watching it because I've seen <laughs> tweets about, leaks and like people were like oh i I hope they're not as bad as all the leaks and i was like oh god because i've been defending the season i was so i felt like i had more on the line than most people because a lot of people were already soured on the season but i hadn't soured on the season and about halfway through, I realized, you know what, the people who didn't like the leaks are probably people who didn't like the first few episodes. And I liked the first few episodes. And I, then I, I settled in and I liked it.
0: I think it's interesting that we now have, I, I think the three archetypes of season eight Game of Thrones watchers. One, um, you are, you remain satisfied and you are cool with it. Uh, two, I am clearly deeply dissatisfied. And I, I'm not trying to like sound like baby Brinson, which is what Casa is me. And that's fine. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, it does sound whiny. I get it when I say that I've invested a lot of time and energy into the show, but I have. I've watched the first six seasons multiple times and I, I am disappointed that the standard of those first six seasons was not met over the last two. That's fine. I mean, like, I'm not gonna stew on it after, after we get done with the show. I, I, look, it's Monday after the last episode I, ended. I'm not, and, but then I think the third guy is Ryan, who didn't, I don't think he liked it. I think you, I think you finally pulled your old dad stuff. You're like, you know what? I'm just not gonna deal, like, I'm not gonna let it affect my life
2: anymore, and I'm just gonna watch it, and if it's got dragons burning stuff. Honestly, cool. the healthiest way to, to probably watch a show, or it's like a healthy attitude for sports right. and everything. That's
0: how, that's how AK watched it too, cause she came home at lunch to drop Robbie off. He had multiple camps. On Monday, but he, she came home and dropped him off, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, Twitter is mad at me. Like, I like, I, they say I'm whining <laughs> about this." Um, and she was like, "Yeah, it's annoying. Shut up." Um,
1: thank you, AK. But by I, the way, let me. Say I, would,
0: I just want to say one more thing that Ryan mentioned. I mean, that, that Sean mentioned the print the prince that was promised and all that stuff. I think part of what upsets me about all this is that the final season seven ended with a. Uh, uh, zombie king riding an ice breathing dragon and blowing down this big, like, legendary wall. And I feel like they have graduate, like, it, they embraced it poorly, the fantasy stuff. And I feel like they did a very bad job in the final season of wrapping up all of the mythology surrounding Game of Thrones. And I think maybe this is my fault for getting into it. But like I was, I would embraced it. Yeah. Like I, like I wanted to know about the history of the Night King, and like to see what these prophecies about the prince that was promised, and and to find out like all, all that stuff. And so I am a little disappointed that we basically got quasi resolution for
2: most of the characters, but it won't last that long. And then I, no resolution all this other stuff. I actually think that's a big reason for the backlash to the season is that so many people spent so much time writing up these elaborate theories that were really smart and, like, a lot of good effort was put into it and it's well-written and it's well-researched and it makes sense. And the show didn't do any of that. And I think that's fine if the show didn't want to embrace it. And the show never said, we want you guys to figure out what's in the crypts of Winterfell. You know what I mean? Is there some great other and all this stuff? The show never said that. But fans, it's just the nature of the beast. Once something gets this big and this complex and there's so many strands... And you take a year and a half off between seasons, yep. fans are going to get crazy and they're going to come up with their theories. And I think part of the backlash is expectations versus what the show wanted it, wanted to give us. A it's re- not like the show wanted embrace these theories and just whiffed on the theories. They just didn't have an interest in going into that.
0: Path. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's very similar, not in terms of how it played out, maybe a little bit, but to Lost, which aired before Twitter. Um, and before podcasts and blogs were big, I remember we were watching Lost. I was like, man, I should be doing like a, I just remember like being like, I should be writing like a weekly something about Lost. I mean, should be on awesome. Yeah, I should have written, but Brossom wasn't even around then. But, but Lost was a show that was entertaining out of the gates and very like, so it was new and different and something we'd never really seen before. It got into the mainstream culture. It came out once a week. It wasn't a binge-worthy show. So you were, everyone was waiting for the end and had preconceived notions about what they wanted from the outcome. And when you have a big group of people who are watching a show with a very, very different group of preconceived notions, you're inevitably going to make a lot of people angry with how a show ends.
1: So, uh, by the way, I'll put, I'll put this out here. If, Brinson, if you did not... If Twitter was not invented between 20, until this point, 20, 2011 to 2019... I guarantee you would like Game of Thrones much more than you do now.
0: Okay. I I, 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 I think, like Game of Thrones. I don't okay. not I, like it. I didn't like the last flipped
1: out over episode eight. I, I wasn't
0: know. I wasn't tweeting. I, I watched it an hour late with my wife and we're both like this is not good. I what
1: can scroll through the tweets and, and show you how angry I, I, you were.
2: I think A, we should move on to a different part of the discussion. But B, I also think I agree with Ryan that I am, like, jealous for people who are, like, five years old who are going to pick up the show 15 years from now, 10 years from now, and be able to watch it without logging on to Twitter or social media right after and, like, have instant reactions and being able to form their own opinions about it. I'm not saying, Brinson's like, his opinions are formed by sh- social media, but I think it would be fun to watch a show without the constant reaction that you're getting from every single core on the internet And the second thing is I think it would have been all this talk about the shortened seasons and how that led to this rush ending, which I agree with. I also think even if they do two 10 episode seasons in season seven, season eight, I still think the same complaint is going to be had about why didn't they go five more seasons? Because everything that happened in this episode, that everything that happened in this 80 minute episode could have been two full seasons if if they had the time and resources. A hundred percent. Okay, go ahead, Ryan.
1: Sure. Oh, just quickly, uh, just like Star Wars, you can have both. You can have fan fiction and you can enjoy it and you can believe what you want to believe. You can write books about it. So I, it's, I understand why you might be frustrated, not you, Princeton, but you in general, Twitter. But you can also be like, okay, this twi- this this theory that I read on Reddit, I like this and this will be my reality around Game of Thrones, even though uh, Benioff and Weiss screwed up the last season and a half as far as I'm concerned.
0: I'm not sure how so, you do that. I want to say one more thing about the just about the construct is that – I was, I was worried that I was in my own Twitter head too. Because I was like, am I, like, am I, am I reading this, like, am I, am I watching this tilted and purposely doing it? So this weekend I went back and watched several older episodes and now I, look, I've cherry picked, I'm going to name some good ones. So I cherry picked some good ones, but I was like, what, I was like, what, I was like, what was different about Blackwater Bay and Hard Home, for instance? Two shows two really good episodes that I was like that I didn't like about these last three or four episodes of season 8. And I think one of the diff- the biggest difference in watching at least Blackwater Bay, and this is season 2 episode 9. Um this is this is before Game of Thrones has launched into the popular Lexicon and all that is that every wa- even watching the replay of Blackwater Bay and knowing what happened there everything the the cutaways in between the big battle scenes were much more there was so much there was much more at stake. And I don't know like there was Sansa talking to Cersei in like the Dan and there's a guy. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just, it was much more well constructed and I know the pacing. We don't want to talk about that, but the way we wha- can
2: mention it. It's just not a discussion that's worth.
0: No, but I mean, like the way that the episode was paced and the way that it was spread out and shot, it was like, you know, that scene in, in the, in, in episode five when Ar- the hound, the hound and the mountain are fighting. And they're cutting back and forth between Arya darting around. It was like – that was like a whole episode. It was like it was just perfectly paced and spaced out and blended. And you felt the whole time like something different was at stake. And I feel like they have just gotten too rigid and too constructed in the way they can – the way these episodes fall out. I do want
2: to present one counterpoint, which is I agree with you about the pacing obviously. But I think if the Battle of Blackwater premieres – this Sunday, and we're watching it the way everyone watches this season. I think there is a big backlash against a lot of elements. I think people are saying, wait, so Tyrion led the charge on the beach and he somehow survived that entire fight? This guy right. can't fight. I think you say, wait a minute, Stannis got inside the castle, Tywin's forces over overrun, and we don't even see how Stannis escapes? Like, how is that even possible? Stannis should have hey, done. there's, there's I think a we rate
1: see, on the ship. We, we found yeah, it. Yeah, I think three, we see nine.
2: people are like, they didn't even show us how tywin got there they just wanted to surprise us with this ending of people coming in cersei i really do think a lot of these plot holes have always existed it's just now as so many people watch it my wife answer.
0: my wife likes to make fun of me for uh constantly mentioning deuce ex machina and uh they use it a lot they, they all use right it. let's That's let's, let's move on all real quick right. and let's move on
2: ne- next two really quickly um, what was your guys's favorite moment of the episode ryan go first Oh,
1: it's not even that um, that interesting. I think it was the, the visual of uh, Danny in all black and the dragon behind her. Um, throwback to the devil. Throwback to, as Brinson mentioned, Nazi Germany. But throwback to uh, 1989 Batman for me with Michael Keaton. <laughs> but I actually, like I like that. And those are things that I think that we saw in previous episodes that we weren't up against it trying to figure out what was going to happen that you could appreciate. And everyone's so on edge and so worried about what's being missed and where the – freaking water bottles are that they sort of missed that um i appreciated that i didn't mind uh Tyrion's walk through um to to find his dead brother and sister that didn't bother me either uh, it was maybe a little long but again people get so antsy about we have a you know they're tapping their their watch saying we got to get like, going here yeah. i was i was fine with that and um but danny was number one that was probably number two um yeah.
2: Oh, sorry yeah Go no I was
0: going say the, the uh the danny john moment I mean, look, I I was I was a little mad because I was like, man, this is so cheesy. And then all of a sudden, you hear the noise, you're like, oh, 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 oh someone got stabbed. And, and I thought they did a really good job of that because they didn't show. I mean, like you you knew it was probably him getting her, but they didn't show it like until the, you know there was a brief moment of maybe it was her stabbing. Like, what if she stabbed John? Then that could that could have been an outcome there. I think it was probably unlikely, um, but I thought that that moment. Because, and this is where I, 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 don't like how they've handled the characters and pointed them at oftentimes in directions that go against what they, what they do. They pushed John down this path where he would not listen to what Tyrion said. He would not listen to anybody else. He loved Danny. She was the queen. And he said like, you'll always be my queen. You're like, oh, this is a cheesy moment. And and he got her. Yeah. So I, thought that, I, was, I thought it was a very Game of
2: Thrones hey, moment. Let,
1: let me ask you a quick question. What did you guys think was going to happen when Drogon was staring at
2: John? Anyway, can, I, can I go? Because this was my favorite moment of the Oh, oh that's no. it? So, oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's after Danny dies. Oh, no. um, because I thought Drogon's reaction to Danny's death was the most, the A, offered one of the most striking images of the series, which is him burning down the throne. And B, made so much sense. Because yes, John is the actual person he fired the shot. He's the one who killed Danny. What killed Danny wasn't John. It was her Lust and desire for the Iron Throne. And the fact that Drogon could understand that all of this was over some dumb chair um is what killed his mom. I thought that was such a... I mean, they people always say dragons are supposedly really intelligent creatures and actually can understand things. And the fact that he could understand that it wasn't Jon. If it wasn't Jon, it was going to be someone else, whoever was in that situation. It was over this damn chair. And the fact that he melted it down and he was happy to just take her away. I mean... Rough luck for that guy. I mean, lost his siblings, lost his mom. And I, so that was my, that visual was Ain't got no job. <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do. Got nothing to do.
0: Um, uh, I, 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 I well, was a... oh, sorry, I just want to point out on the, yeah, on the, on the throne thing. Um, well, one, he couldn't kill John anyway, because John's a Targaryen. So you can't melt him with fire,
2: right? Uh, no, that's. That's not. okay. Well,
0: oh, well, okay. Well, when he looked at John and he started to get the flame in his mouth, I was like, he's not going to shoot him. He's it's his uncle. Like he's not going to shoot. Like, right. No, I, I, I like
2: complexity there. It's yeah. not, he's not going to kill one of his yeah. own. Like, and he, he knows he yeah. has a bond with John.
0: Sure. He's watched his uh, uncle have sex with his mother. He knows uh, he's, he's seen John have sex. He's, they've got a bond. Um. I did think that the symbolism on the throne melting thing uh, was a little overt and over the top. And that, it's okay. Heavy I mean, handed, it, 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 it was, it was uh, heavy, a very heavy handed, like a blacksmith, if you will. Um, I, I also, I, I, get the, the dragon's intelligence thing. It did feel a little weird that the dragon became self aware of the iron throne and how it took Danny down. But I, I, you know, if that's, and by the way, that, it was, it was the, the setup there where they, like, how everything had been blown open. Like, that was cool. Just, I mean, like, if, I almost feel like they had Danny go crazy part and parcel to create the setting. Not even, like, to, just, like, to, uh, to move her character arc along. I feel like they wanted to do it to open up the throne room. Cause, I mean, they were, uh, well, there was they were there was in the Red Keep. Vision. She gave her speech from the Red Keep.
2: There was always that vision from season two of her walking in the throne. Now, at the time, we all thought it was snow and not ash. It looked a lot like
0: snow and a lot. Less yeah, like I don't ash. think
2: they actually knew at the time what it was going to be, so I think was they snow. I'm saying it. last night I thought I
0: was like, why is it snowing in
2: well? I thought it was a mixture. I thought it was a mixture of winter and plus I mean, if you block out the sun like that, you know why they also the say like if a, if a meteor hits or an asteroid hits Earth. Yeah, and but why is would be like an ash.
0: ice siege. Yeah, it was huh? weird. Like, why would a, why would the dragon take a nap under Ash? Like that that see that's the stuff that bothers
2: why would me. Why take a nap under snow? They they don't like the snow. They why, don't like the... Why would he take a nap under anything? Like, okay, why? well we're not getting into it. Those. All right, let's move on. It felt yeah. like,
0: but I'm saying, but like I think that that's a valid point when you talk about criticisms of this show and what they've done. It feels like they're like, hey, let's stick this scene in here to flex our CGI muscles. When they
1: DK tweet
2: didn't need to, did he say that? Someone, someone actually had a good tweet. I can't remember who he works for. Maybe Uprock's TV writer about how look, these guys were shepherding the show, Benioff and Weiss, and they didn't. They were shepherding the most popular show, and one of the most well received shows ever. And the people who, what they ended up doing when they ran out of materials, they went. Because there was no way for them to give a satisfying ending, I stick by that. I think if they give it five more seasons, they don't end up in a way that everyone is satisfied. They just can't. They couldn't write themselves out of the corners. George R. R. Martin can't even right now write himself out of yep, all these corners. That's, fair, that's fair. So what did they do? They went the big spectacle, and you know the big all these cool images Bay and. Sequ- brothers, Bay brothers. He pointed out that is probably the least bad option they could have come up with because if they try to write themselves out of these corners without having the spectacle, I guarantee you we're having a lot of discussions about how – just how poor the writing is and how the – I think we're having all the same discussions the, the character, at least the highlights of these spectacles. The
0: the ability to manage a group of character arcs and to create dialogue between the characters and to write well has dropped off significantly. That's one of the other things too when you watch like Blackwater Bay or Home, Like – it, it, everything fits more crisply because of the way that the characters intertwine and because of the dialogue between the characters. And it's just easier to do when it's an adaptation versus a new creation. That's always going to be the case. And it's
1: not the fourth. That's the second quarter. That's Sean McVay calling plays in the second quarter with 10 minutes on the clock. You're that's, angry when, that's right. when Mike Tomlin's calling plays with 35 seconds in the third quarter. That's right. Quarter. No, that's a
2: great also, comparison. And also, by the way, I, I find it funny that everyone now on Twitter who like reads the books is like, Please, George R. R. Martin. I can't now. I'm just excited to read the books because he's going to do it better.
0: Hey, book ain't I'm coming. I'm telling
2: you, he might do it better. There's a reason it's taken him this. It's been eight years because yeah, it's hard. He doesn't know how to do it. I also tweet about the Jets. I yes. also think that inherently, whatever
0: George Martin writes, I mean, he obviously watched the show, right? Don't we think he watched? Yeah, well, yeah. Of course. But I, and he had input in the show. I think that his whatever he writes is going to be psychologically corrupted, whether consciously or subconsciously. By whatever happened in the show,
2: I mean. Like, I think it ends pretty similarly. I think it ends pretty similarly. I just think the way that we get there is going to be completely different. All right, so let's let's, go. let's skip least favorite thing because I think we've already touched on, my, on no, that.
1: My least favorite thing let's is just go quick though. I'm not the one talking. YouTube numb nuts are the one I'm not on time.
2: yelling at you. I'm talking to. This brain. is a good discussion, Inky. frankly. This is a good discussion. I'm just worried about. All right, are we okay on time?
1: It's Fifteen. My 15-second takeaway is this. If, I, if Ryan needs they, to
2: pull a cord, he can leave and pull a cord.
1: I know. Objection a, a sheet. Uh, la, uh, last few episodes, they misused Arya. She didn't do anything. She walked around episode five, episode six. She walked around a little more. No faces, no nothing. She didn't kill anyone. She, she was supposed to be there to kill Cersei. She could have killed Danny. I, I don't care that Jon killed her. That's fine. But just complete and utter – she was useless by the end. She didn't do anything.
0: I I, I think that's a great call. And not only did they – Spend an entire season with Arya and the Faceless Men training to be a ninja, and you got your money's worth because she killed the Night King.
2: That's a big one. Don't get me wrong. And let's see, and the fighting finish. that she did in the battle of Winterfell was also impressive with the spear. No, 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 no. The, all, all
0: right. Yeah, but in the aftermath of the Winterfell battle, she just ran around uh, um,
2: uh, Kings Landing. She,
1: like the biggest thing she did was ride a white horse. And what was the white horse about? No, where, where did see,
2: Okay, see, this is, I, I completely, as, I mean, Arya is my favorite character, um, and look, if they had mismanaged the character the way it ended in Season 7, I would have been critical of it. What you got in the first half of the season was her flexing the skills that she learned um, to be a trained fighter, and we it's not like we haven't seen her use the faces before. She murdered the entire, well, the Frey family using the face, so she got to do that. We saw her actual fighting skills. We saw it pay off by her killing the Night King. The last few episodes was her about her finding her humanity, and the fa- it was about her, the fact that she's not a Terminator robot who just wants to kill people. It was about her remembering remembering that she's more than that. She's more than just revenge. She's more than just vengeance. She's more than just killing, and there's something worth living for. And one of the biggest moments of the show for her is her saying, you know what? I could kill Cersei, but Cersei's dead anyways. I, I don't need this moment. My life is more important than me getting this moment, That's and so I think. That. Yeah, it was the hound telling her that, and her really realizing that, and her being willing to walk away from it. So I think. Right.
1: Is that I, your is that your least favorite moment as well? No, let's me. move on. Let's move on to the what did
0: you the the next section, just general discussions, we could probably skip John killing Dandy. Yeah, we, uh, that.
1: we
2: should probably talk a little bit about Brand, and yeah, let's not talk king. about.
1: Here, let me start. I'll tell you exactly. I wrote this down. This is what I thought. Another fifteen-second clip on Brand becoming king. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Here's what I wrote. Weird emo mute who speaks in riddles. We have no idea what he thinks about anything. That's the guy that's the king.
0: He, but, but he has the greatest story. Didn't you, don't you know? Not the guy who was stabbed to death and then came back from the dead. Um, and, and not the girl John who. John
2: was never going to be able to be king.
0: Well, fine. But, 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 like, I, again, I think that they were, they were and I I get it. It's you use you, you it's like in fantasy football or fantasy baseball, you start your studs, right? Peter Dinklage is a stud. He's the best actor on the show. And they wanted to flex his muscles, so they had him deliver the speech about Brand. But it's like a few weeks ago Brand's like, I'm not I don't I don't want anything and now he's like, Yep,
2: I, that's why I'm here. I'm the king but and that's the exact reason why I mean I'm, I'm he not saying I, I, I guess that's it. the exact reason why he should be king. Because, because he, he doesn't want it. Because he has no wants sure, and desires. Sure, that's, that's, he's not going to be corrupted by that.
0: But that's fine. But, like, the misuse of Bran's powers over the last, like, six episodes have been pretty blatant and pretty bad. I, I thought it was, like, I, I was about to die laughing when he, he comes in for the meeting with, with Tyrion in his hand. And he's like, uh yeah, we've got to... uh we got a lot of stuff we gotta to get to in this book and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, you, he's like, I thought he was about to do the, the thing I joked about. Like, he's, like, <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, oh, you know what? I gotta check on this dragon. Warrgh. And just check it. But he did. Like, basically, he's like, I gotta go look for this dragon. So I'm gonna go ro- roll my eyes in the back of my head and go find a dragon. Like, what do you mean? Go rule the, go
2: rule the, the country, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do think like, the nice symbolism of the moment and look, I'm not, like, my least favorite part of the episode was that entire scene of them picking the king, because that could have been an entire season's or two episodes worth of of content that they stretch into a 15 minute scene, but I do like this nice symbolism of you just saw who we thought was going to be the hero of the story, potentially, in Danny, her desire for the throne. Power corrupts and absolute
0: power corrupts. corrupts So
2: then you give it to someone who has none of that and that will never impact. Now that said, I don't think we we don't have to. This doesn't have to be a happy ending. Like it's up to us to interpret. Like is this actually going to change things? Is Brand being in power going to change things? And we can talk about that in a, in a bit. But um, I thought it made sense, and I think this is always where it was going to go. But yeah, of course I agree with you guys, and I think that they didn't use Brand right, and they didn't they didn't use him enough leading up to this point for us um, for this to seem totally believable about how they got there. Um, but I do think Brand ending up as King made sense and it's kind of made sense for a long time. And I think the fact that none of us are excited about him being King is again, a good sign that maybe he's going to be good as a King um, because there's no emotional attachment. He, it's almost like, like having a robot up there instead of like a human up, like you're just going to have someone make completely unemotional decisions. I, I think maybe that would lead to good, you know, I think he's a, a good, good I think he's a good realm.
0: choice as a King. Cause he's the most, he knows the most about the past. I mean, who's who's a better choice out of this group of people? Like, I think they put up freaking Braun as the master of coin. Like, what are you going
1: to
2: account? Let's talk about Tyrion becoming the hand. Then um, here's what I he... Fine.
1: Fine. <laughs> it
2: was. It was. It was like I'm not talking about. Okay, I mean, you can talk about the process of him getting named hand. That was a terrible scene.
0: It was, a, it was just like he's like, oh, you can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, you, you sound have
1: like to.
2: To save yourself, it's like, it's like he's in shackles. It's like you're gonna be the hand. Like the and then, so I mean, I mean, my take on it is that um, I don't want to get into the dynamics of the scene. I have problems with the dynamics of the scene. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered you guys. Right. I th- no. I think
0: I think the group of people they assembled to run the country is a pretty good group. Like you got Samwell as the, the 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 historian and the, yeah. and the, and the nerd. Um, you got look, I, like uh, the maester, yeah, the maester, yeah. term of
2: nerd. Yeah,
0: right. I said your highness, and I was like, it's your grace. Yeah. Um, the, like again, I I'm fine with Brandis King. I think he's got a lot of knowledge. I think he'd be objective. I think he'll handle things well. He has the lineage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of course, Davis makes sense as the master of ships. They do need some positions to fill, as he pointed out. Um, th- the whole brothel discussion was ham-handed and. Uh, the, bringing out the book, A Song of Ice and Fire, that was gross and disgusting.
2: I completely disagree about and that. And something you would expect from a Bay Brothers movie. I completely disagree about that. Alright, you got 30
1: seconds, Sean. You're, you're
2: I done. don't want to even address that, though, because that's just, All right. it didn't work for Brunson. It worked for, I'm sure, a lot of book readers. Um I thought <laughs> what I liked that, about- uh,
0: Hello,
1: it, look what it,
2: I have yes. here! Uh, I, I came up with the title, A Song of Ice and Fire.
1: Sean, don't take the bait. Go ahead.
2: I'm not going to take the bait. Well, here's what I liked about the scene about um, of the council meeting. And again, I I don't look as look at this as like a totally happy ending. I don't think this is going to change that much for the common people of Westeros. And I thought what was they really? I thought they were hinting at that because the scene starts with Tyrion sitting at the table, and he goes around and he he moves all the chairs ever so slightly the way he wants. Five seconds later, everyone walks in and moves the chair how they want, and I moves their own chairs how they want. I thought that was supposed to be symbolic of how he's going to try to fix all these little things, but at the end, everything he does is not going to matter. Things are going to go back to the way um, that people want him to be, and he can't really have that much of an impact. And I thought that whole scene of him just moving the chairs was supposed to be symbolic of how um, the rule, his rule is going to go. And maybe maybe the wheel isn't broken. I mean maybe that's part of the well, problem is like you, I mean part of the problem is what happens when brand dies and so they're gonna pick the next one in a similar type of council. What happens if they don't all agree? Then suddenly you're gonna have all these kingdoms break off, you know what I mean? So there is I don't think this is like the end of war. As soon as Brand dies, I think there's gonna be well, a massive
1: problem. No. Yeah, yeah. Alliances will be formed. I mean there are only five or six or seven, however many people are on that thing. It'll be much worse than having a democratic system that was shot down when Sam suggested. I it. do
2: like that they shot it down though, because I was like Yes, this is, like, good, but if the ending is Sam invents democracy, I was like, oh, my God, this is the corniest thing ever. So I was, right, I was glad next? they got locked down. Uh, what did we think about Sansa becoming Queen of the North? Fitting? My
1: one-word answer, awesome. I like that she okay. stood up for herself. I like the fact that she's going to be in charge of the North, the stage of the Starks. She's grown so much as a character. You can talk to that, I'm sure, Sean and Dor Wilbur. Um, yeah, she turned into a badass. I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think – I. I think I would have almost liked the ending better if she had done that to someone who wasn't her brother. Like if there had been more strife. And I get that you you have the North and the South in, are now combined. I, I don't understand. You could have moved the capital to Winterfell, by the way. Could have just been like, you know what,
2: King's well, Landing the whole point out. Is that she doesn't even want Starks to have control over the South? Like she doesn't want Winterfell to have anything to do with what happens in King's Landing. It's right. just too big of a and, and look and,
0: from from that perspective. That's why I do think that there is a degree of. Uh, satisfaction with the outcome because you get to see Sansa as the type of ruler and the type of character that you wanted her to be. After like she had one of the best maturations and character arcs out of anybody. I think that she'd maybe she, the best. Yeah, I mean, like I, um, like I thought I texted you guys about like, have you seen this preview? What's the movie that she's going to be in? Where the she's, Dark
2: Phoenix. But she's season. like
0: a she's like a sexy like uh, female, right, it's like it's, Jane
1: Gray or something. Is yeah, she she's Grey? like a
0: Jane Gray type of character. She's like a she's like a sexy female. Uh, superhero and but I thought that in, in the last two seasons it became believable for her to play that role outside of the realm of Game of Thrones whereas to see like again you and this is many years ago because it was Blackwater Bay and she was a, like a much younger person but like she was a timid little person people
2: hated her show yeah. watchers hated her yes. I always offended her because I was like if you're a 15 year old girl in this situation where your, de- your dad dies all this stuff is happening you're a prisoner yeah. You would react in the exact same yeah. way.
0: So I, I love the growth and the fact that she is – and there is some obvious symbolism there where she is literally independent. She has decided cool. to go full-blown independent in and the, to follow the, the footsteps of her the, father.
2: The queen. The, queen. the queen in the North chant was – I thought I mean, I like, that hit me hard. That was after awesome. After hearing that was, of the North for her brothers. That was an awesome – I would have uh, – Could they could have ended
0: – but like they could have ended – I don't know. There's just – they could have ended – I, I I need to go back and watch the ending. Again. They could have ended what? Just did they did, did they end with that or there something? No else? no no. They
2: ended with the shot of John walking. Um, yes, that's walk- right. That's going west.
1: Oh I uh here's what I wrote. I'd watch that. <laughs>
2: like, yeah well that was <laughs> going to be a my answer. I want to see. Yeah that was my answer to my later question is what is the spinoff you most want to watch? Let's if I'm if this if the first spinoff they have which is going to take place in the past. If that fails and like people are souring on game of Thrones, I feel like their safest move. If Maisie Williams, like if her movie career hasn't taken off the best move for them is just to be like, all right, we'll give you guys what we want. We're going to give you Aria going West and give you five seasons of that. And I feel like that would be the safest bet for them to revive game of Thrones and get people back on the bandwagon.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think the one cool uh, question I would have about that and with John's what happened with John and he said, look, we'll see each other – know, told Tyrion to see each other again and whatever. So, like, there's some reunion factors in play. It's like these brothers and sisters have been separated from each other for so long. And now they are splintering in different directions just when they have a chance to – like, they have the opportunity to stay together.
2: And so I thought that that – I don't know. I mean, like – So you wanted them – you wanted the Starks – to, like, consolidate and just be in Winterfell. Not even
0: consolidate, but, like, wouldn't you hang out
2: for, like, six months? I don't think so, because I think Arya... She's like, like, I gotta go. I have to go west. This is something she was saying in season six, and I think that was always her plan, except she came back, and before she wanted to leave, she wanted to kill Cersei and get everyone off her list, and she was going to do that until she learned that her family had control of Winterfell. Now that they're in a time of peace, they have no more enemies they have to defeat, I think it makes total sense... Um, for her to leave. I don't think she was ever going to be the kind of person to sit there in Winterfell with Sansa. And also well, they, while Sansa they, and her... they
0: made that clear through like over the past season. Plus. Yeah, yeah. And actually, since ever, ever since the beginning, she has always been an outsider when it came to looking at the processions and looking at how things played. She was right. never going to be some, uh, maid in a court or some, uh,
2: you know, uh, She's not going to get married and settle down and have kids right. and she do all this stuff. She told Ginger as much. Yeah. And while she, her and Sansa became like allies and like respected each other, grew to respect each other with last season or two, it's not like they were best friends growing up and now they just want to hang out together in a time of like not war. Like they don't have anything really in common except their name.
0: They hated each other in season seven when she came back. I mean, like they're exactly. like, it's great to well, see you. Well, that was
2: like one of the worst things. I it was made no sense. Why is Arya threatening to kill Sansa all of a sudden? That made no sense. Um, what do we think about Brianne writing Jamie's chapter in the book of brothers?
1: <laughs> two words. Who cares?
2: Really? Oh, I, that was one of my favorite moments of the episode. Useless and pointless is the two words I would what? use.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's, uh, Sean, you got 20 seconds. You, you Jamie kill-
2: cared so much. Jamie always pretended that he didn't care about what people thought about him. This was a scene in season one. The first time we ever see Ty and, Tywin and at the end of season one, when he's skinning um, the horse or the goat or whatever it was, and he's saying the lion does not concern himself with the opinion of the sheep. And Jamie says, I don't care about that. And Tywin says, yes, you do. You pretend like you don't, but you actually do care what people think about you. And then in Joffrey in season three has the Book of Brothers, uh, which is the book where all the um, Kingsguard have like their biographies or their Wikipedia entries or whatever written down. And his is mostly blank. And Joffrey is making fun of him. For that, and you can tell it bothers Jamie that he doesn't really have a legacy or that his only legacy is the Kingslayer. And so I thought having someone finish that story for him, uh, someone who actually understands that this, yes, this was a complicated person who wasn't entirely good, but did good things. I thought that was a really nice ending to his arc.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I didn't care for it.
1: If that wasn't in there, no one would have. Right,
0: had... let's, let's I, see. I, I, I feel like and that's one of the problems very quickly is that they seem to have an interest in making sure that every single character had to be featured in some kind of way. Like, they dragged what's-his-name uh, from the veil down there. And then there's, like, some random,
2: uh, like... Uh, but they had to be there, because they had to call the rulers of every single kingdom.
0: But they had... Brienne was there, and Daphnis. Like, they, everybody's getting a Well, vote. Brienne
2: has to travel with Sansa.
0: Everybody had... every. They, they, There was a lot of unnecessary
2: jamming in of characters, and I I thought that they could have
0: uh, short
2: short response to John John's ending.
1: One word: agree. I I
0: don't I don't buy the negotiations between Gray Worm and. Like they kept Jon Snow in a holding cell for. He murdered Danny, and they kept him in a holding cell for three weeks, and then turned him over so he could go join the Night's Watch. And then they sailed off. And the Dothraki are sauntering around the shipyard, like they're sauntering around the port. They're like, hey, they hey, back. hey, friends, how you doing? Hey, little Dothraki, I mean, they're, down definitely, here. they're
2: definitely going back. I mean, the Unsullied and Dothraki, once Danny dies, have lost all their purpose because. It's not, they don't, they're not gonna rule. The unsullied have zero interest in ruling Westeros. They, they wouldn't know where to begin. But you don't, but you don't give up. A slave army that is suddenly without their, their leader. The the Dothraki would not give up
0: the man who murdered their leader, murdered their queen, who they were just standing and stomping for, and be like, uh, you know what? You're right. We're gonna hop on this ship and cruise on out. See you later.
2: Peace, deuces. So I like the, the- What did the
1: Dothraki do when they killed Aquaman? They didn't just go off somewhere else, right?
2: They started following a different call. So once the call, who's died, in charge of them now? We don't know. They don't have anybody. I'm sure someone in with the out of the remaining Dothraki, one of them stepped up. They probably fought to be uh, the uh, call again. Right. And nice. we're not
0: we're, we're not talking about a larger picture issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm complaining about the execution of it in the in the scene in the episode. But like that's part of my problem with this is it was
2: they were just desperate to get to an ending, and it, none of that made any sense whatsoever. I, I, I thought it was a fitting ending for John. The Yep. Tortured hero who is never going to allow himself to be happy, has never allowed himself to be happy ever since he came back to life because he felt like he didn't deserve to get this second life. And
1: well, he him, completely messed it up by being an idiot, too.
2: Killing Danny is going to haunt him, even though he thinks yeah. it was the right thing. It's going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I don't think he'll ever, um, ever allow himself to be happy. And that's why I think this whole idea of people saying like, well, as soon as Unsullied leave, why doesn't he just come back and no one say anything? I don't think he's ever going to let himself come back because I think this is an exile that he feels like he deserves. Uh, All right. Okay. Real quick. Also, so also,
0: is. look, John doesn't know what he wants. John, this is why John would have been a terrible leader. John doesn't. Oh, yeah. He John would have been a bad king because he couldn't. He like he basically asked Sansa and Arya. He's like, did I do the right thing by murdering my girlfriend? They're like, eh, and, and he got no, talked.
1: He got talked. For episodes, he wasn't, he wasn't great.
0: No, he got talked by Tyrion in the span of like 30 seconds. Like he
2: goes in to visit Tyrion and be like, Hey man, I'm Uh, That was a long scene, first of all.
0: And that was, I
1: thought a
0: good scene. But he he goes in to talk to Tyrion and Tyrion's like, Hey, you need to kill your girlfriend. He's like, Hey, listen, I am sorry. I got to go. And then like the next thing you know, Tyrion's visiting him. He's like, I'm sorry. This sucks for you. You're, you're you're banished, you're banished to the, to the north forever.
1: All right. What do we got?
0: uh, Who is your MVP of the show? The Aria. whole show or the season or the episode? The whole show. Aria. The show's
2: done. Name your MVP. Sansa. I went House Dark, which is, oh, okay. good. So I think, a, the obvious. Biggest Dark. loser of John. the Game of Thrones.
1: Jon no, without a doubt.
2: Uh, Cersei. I go Tywin Lannister because his family crumbled, his legacy was ruined, and the one person he didn't want to inherit, Casterly Rock, is the only one alive. Is, at least that's,
1: convictions, though. Jon Snow had no convictions towards the end. That's
2: what... Most improved. Who improved their circumstances? That's the most? Ooh, Sam. Sam, I was going to say that. I have a different one. But...
0: Sansa is a good answer for most oh, people. Oh, yeah, that's generally. a good one, too. Um, I think Arya is a good broad. answer, too.
2: I went bronze, yeah. a okay. sellsword, and now he's Master of Coin and the Ruler of Highgarden. Alright, uh, sixth man, who was like the best.
1: That for best me is, that one for me e- is Braun. I love Braun for the, uh, comic relief, even though Brinson thought his timing was sometimes not great.
0: I, I love Braun, but they, they'd gone away from the comic relief as
2: like, they did. It's- he was supposed to be off of the show. The problem is that it's a TV show and so many people loved him that the show was told to keep him on and, and have a role for him. This is something George R. R. Martin has talked about, how like you get notes from executives who say, well, Braun tests really well, so you have to like give him something to do. He was never a big character. It's just people loved the actor so much and thought he was funny that they had to-
1: Cersei get it. didn't love him.
0: That was, that's one of the other things that they, you can tell that the Bay Brothers don't do very well is they don't write, they can't write that comedic, like almost comic book style of blended action and comedy the way that George R. 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 Martin did. And so like when they try to write these comedic scenes, they can't, they cut like laughing at Sam or doing the, the brothel thing, they come off as – they don't come off as seamless. It By the way, I, I like... did
2: – real quick on that. I do like the final line of the show was Tyrion not finishing his honeycomb in a jackass joke that he's tried to tell three times throughout the show now. Mm-hmm. And it I do like that they cut the black on that. And that was literally the last thing said in the show. All right. So, Brinson, your six man?
0: Uh, I'll say uh, Brienne of Tarth.
2: Now, sure. I'll go s- – I'll go Sam. He was the one that got John elected to the Night's Watch. He was the one that spoke up. Um, he's going to play a crucial role going forward, obviously, as the maester.
0: Brianne saved all the Stark Girls. So.
2: Yeah, I know. I was, well, I was going to say Brianne, but you, yep. you said it. So, all right. Closing topic. First, says, our
0: first of seven closing topics. Number one.
2: Three. No, first, so Tyrion tells John, and this felt like a very meta line about how we watched the show. Ask me again in 10 years. When he asked, like, you know, what did we do? Did we did we actually change something? So, real quick, ten years from now, where do you see the realm?
1: Here's what I wrote: Brand will be terrible and or overthrown, and I think it harkens back to what I said earlier about the uh, council there disagreeing, conspiring, and all the things that sort of led us to this point.
0: Yep, time is a flat circle. That uh, they'll just build a new throne. It'll be like a chair with wheels on it, and um, somebody else will sit. There.
1: <laughs> Iron wheelchair.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think there could be incremental progress, but all it takes is brand dying or one kingdom to be unhappy, and suddenly they're back in war. Um, what's a, we already talked about? It. Do you, do you guys have a spinoff you'd want to watch besides Arya goes west?
1: I don't care about John going north. I I
2: I, 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 I want to see. I want to see. I would watch a prequel. I would watch. I think well, so it, they're, they're doing. It. They're already doing, uh like the or, a white,
1: or white Walker thing. And so a lot of well, people that's what think want, yeah.
2: one of the reasons they didn't answer all these questions about the whites is not just because of they didn't have enough time to the do whites, it. Clearly, the whites really. That's I'm what they call W E I G H T. Anyways, wrong
1: I G H T nerd.
2: Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyways, yes. um. Yeah, Ryan's right. But anyways, they think that one reason it could be is because... <laughs> you know you a- know how the Valerians or, uh, smell coffee, right? <laughs> 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 that's what uh, I hate. But anything from this episode... I actually thought when they ended with John going north, I thought they I was worried they were going to do this. They were going to end with like a sign the White Walkers were still kind of around. And oh, I thought about that, yeah. I thought that's what it, how it was going to end. John stumbling upon evidence that the White Walkers aren't dead yet. Were you worried that...
0: Uh... Brand's eyes were going to turn blue, and I would be 100% correct about the ending. Were you worried
1: at all? That would have been awesome as well. <laughs> I that would have great. All right, what's the last thing?
2: Where do you rank this show on your all-time list, and where do you rank this finale among those shows that you rank?
1: All right, so here's how I broke it down, quickly, since I go first, because I'm old. Um, it's like the early bird
2: special.
0: Ryan's, By the way, Ryan's back in on talking about Game of Thrones now. He was out, but I'm now
2: he's to get out of here. To i got to go eat dinner. App in an thorn-ish. organized structure that people are more willing to, to talk about it.
1: And I wrote it down too. Uh,
2: I, nobody's denying this. This is a much better setup. We should have done this all along.
1: Yeah. All right. Just we'll do it the next. We'll do it on the rewatch podcast. <laughs> that starts next week, season one, episode one. When we say so, best
2: shows ever, are we taking out comedies? By the way, Or are we just? Are they- you can do whatever you want. <laughs> you. I don't. I don't rate comedies that high just because it's not my preferred genre. But you can break them. Yeah.
1: So I broke this down. I'm only doing dramas, and I'm breaking it down based on seasons as well, just because season seven and eight weren't great compared to the rest of it. So my number one is Breaking Bad. My number two is True Detective Season 1, and then number three is Game of Thrones. Um, after that, oh. I, have, I have Fargo, Seasons 1 and 2, Stranger Things, and then um, uh, you guys probably didn't watch this, Luther, English show with uh, Idris Elba in 2010 was very I good. I but and so... then I but... But I must say, I didn't watch The Sopranos of the Wire in full, so I didn't I didn't rank them here. So Breaking Bad, True Detective Season 1, Game of Thrones.
2: Jesus Christ, go watch The one And where experience. do you rank the Game of Thrones finale compared to those other shows?
1: uh compared to true detective Toads. here's the thing season one true detective people were angry about the finale then i thought it was it was pretty good breaking bad people were angry about the finale i would rank it third after break after those two t- uh those shows but i didn't hate any of the, the, the. i'm
2: really were, surprised you're this high on the on the ending this was a nice curveball part
1: of it is i resign myself to just accepting what it was right right two, and um you know i'm a casual observer i'm not knees deep like you nerds are that that's, that's
2: not true you you're, you're you're deep in this. you doing doing an hour breakdown show, so I think you're I a little. Against my will. Uh,
0: I would say, here's what I would say. I would say that if I can make we make an NFL comparison, I think, a couple of them actually. But that I
2: would th- be apt for an NFL podcast. It would be.
0: Um, I think that Game of Thrones is going to go down as sort of the Brett Favre of TV shows. I'm dead serious. I'm not making a joke. I think that this, the highs were so spectacularly high, but that the, and, and then it's one of the all time greats and it's a Hall of Fame show, but that the lows of the show and then the show's flaws, uh, coupled with, I would say it's a resume that's like has one Super Bowl, not multiple Super Bowls, one Super Bowl, um, ultimately push it below stuff. Like Breaking Bad and The Wire, and look, I don't want to continually dump on these last two seasons, but I do think that the, the I do kind of do. I mean, no, I I don't. I wish it was great. I think at one point I thought Game of Thrones was the best show of all time. I think that it. I think that season eight, season seven, and season eight caused it to fall into instead of being like like Tom Brady, it's now in a mix of you know. Um, like, like Brett Favre, and- De- Marino, uh, John Elway, like it's it cannot be considered in my opinion the greatest show of all time. Uh, I would definitely Breaking Bad is better. Um, I think even stuff like can you like, rank your top five?
2: Is it in your top five?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I've just spent so much time watching it. And I like the character so much that it's in my top five. Breaking Bad would be one for me. Um, I think The Wire is right there. The Shield is a really underrated show that was great. Wire to Wire. Um, uh, I really enjoyed Friday Night Lights. I know that's kind of a tough comparable. There. I mean, I do too.
2: I just I don't put it in my top five because it's just a different.
0: Yeah, it's a different. It's a different genre, so that's a little yeah. tough. Sons of Anarchy was really good, but I I don't even know that you would like it, that finale bothered me too. And I think that's the ultimate thing: is that it's just really hard in 2019 when you become popular and you're creating the show live as people are ju- like. People are no longer going back and watching it and judging it and looking at it as a whole as you get to, like, there's lots of people who are going to go back and watch Breaking Bad in in Netflix style. Mad Men, by the way, is also up there for me in terms of top, top ten and top five. Um, and I think Mad Men might be above uh, right there with Game of Thrones. But I think there are so many people who are going to go back and watch, like you said, Sean, be able to go back and watch this show without worrying about the criticism and being able to see from the start to the finish. And I think it just changes. It just changes the way you watch it, having to, to experience it in real time. I almost don't, do wish that I didn't have to see all this stuff unfold in real time, but I, it's, it's up there for me, but it's not, it's not the greatest ever. It's not close.
2: Yeah. This was on that note. This was a really interesting watch for me because I would, I don't look at Twitter like you guys, like during the episode. I, probably, I, I don't, completely. I don't watch it.
0: I don't watch it. I don't look at Twitter during the episode. Either. Right.
2: And what ha- i felt like usually throughout the show my opinions would be pretty much like shared across most of the people i follow and i felt like i agreed in most part and the last 3 or 4 episodes of this season i would log on and because i watch on hbo go and not live on like on the tv part of it they upload it a few minutes early so i felt like i always finished before most people so i would tweet what i thought Checks first out. And, and then i would be like let's brace and then like by the end i watched the finale and i was like I love this. And I was just thinking, like, because I knew I loved previous episodes and people were just hating on it, I was just like, I'm going to tweet I loved it and I should probably just log off because I have no idea what people are going to be mad about, but people are going to be mad about something. Um, so where I rank it, for me, it's one. Um, I mean, it's just – it's my favorite genre. I love the character work. Um, even though I admit the final seasons are flawed, I think the characters that they did the best job of writing were my favorite characters in the show, which were the Starks. So I go one, Game of Thrones, two, The Leftovers, hmm. three, The Americans. Americans is really good. Oh, by the way. I
0: haven't finished Americans. I haven't finished oh, Americans. Really? Yeah, well, I haven't finished Americans. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. The finale is maybe my – it's my favorite finale of all time. So three, of The Americans, four, Breaking Bad. And I think a lot of this is I've only watched Breaking Bad once, and I kind of want to go back now and rewatch it um, because it's been so long.
0: I've got, five, I've got, by the way, I've got a quick hot take to insert here. I would actually also take uh, Better Call Saul over Game of
2: Thrones. I don't, so I don't watch Better Saul, Call Saul. Okay. Five. I I don't really have a fifth one. I think if we're doing the like Ryan, if we can do miniseries, um, I think The Night of, which was only like eight episodes. Uh, I will I,
1: say this about the night: the Night of the first episode was great. It got really slow in the middle, and I thought the ending was a little better.
2: No, I I I, I just I I disagree with that. I just I love slow burns. And I thought that was a great slow burn that showed once 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 he got into this is a spoiler once he goes to prison as he awaits trial. Um, I thought it did a really good like a character study of how going to prison like changes someone even if they're maybe not maybe not be guilty. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it, but I thought they stuck to the landing completely. But also eight episode season much easier to stick to landing um, than Game of Thrones, which has all these characters. And,
0: and look, I think you're right. I'm giving these guys the Bay Brothers a ton of crap for their inability to stick the landing. What they got they got dealt a tough a tough deck too Yeah, Georgia
2: was supposed to finish these books. Let's be honest, if they George, never thought they were going to be in this situation when they
0: started doing this show, they were under the impression another book would come out and would guide them into what they had to do, and then, and now they're getting blasted by. NFL writers who like Moonlight is Game of Thrones analyst who are like this how
2: dare you ruin the character arc and they're like, Jesus, man. I've I'm invested sorry. so much time and like imagine how much time they've invested into this. And that, so that's one of the reasons that Benny Weiss' criticism bother me. I think you can criticize them, sure. But this whole and you're not doing this, but there's a whole segment of people who think, Oh, they just took Star Wars and they just said we don't care, let's just rush through it. I think that's completely wrong. And I think I just this think is what don't... these guys are going to be remembered by. This is also source material they love. That's why they wanted to adapt it because they fell in love with the books. And if you have that responsibility, I think you take it incredibly seriously. I think it got to a point where it just is hard. It's just hard to do it. And I think they did the best that they could. And there were shortcomings that we're probably going to see George R. R. Martin have to reckon with as well.
1: All right. Brent has got to go.
0: My son wants Gordon Oreos.
2: Now I'm guessing. I guess the last question: You guys will probably watch the first spinoff, which is could be coming by twenty twenty. I'm guessing
1: twenty twenty. Good lord, yeah, I'll watch it.
2: You got to ask for it on the podcast.
0: You got to say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you gotta, what do you
2: want? What do you want?
0: <laughs> Golden, Oreos. <laughs> Golden Oreos? All right, go downstairs. I'll come get you in a second.
2: I think that's, that's what a it? show. What a show. I'm. I'm it hit me this morning about how sad I am that this show is <laughs> actually done. Look at,
1: look at, look at Brenton trying to parent there. That, this is the best part of the show.
0: <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking at me going, you're done. You're done podcasting. He's so right. we're he's done. Up. We're done podcasting. This shows at an hour and 15 minutes. Ryan, you uh, hung out I long. Eat. Expected. 30, guys. Let's, to eat. Ryan's got to go get to that early bird uh, supper. i be writing about the
2: NFL right now, so. Sean, I guess
0: awesome rundown. This is a very civil and interesting and, uh, excellent breakdown of the this show. This is our
2: best, our best one for yes, sure.
0: We should have been doing this for, for years. We'd be rich and, uh, we would have a show on Twitter where 3.2 million people watch it every single night. Um, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening, as always. RIP Game of Thrones.